If I had a nickel for every time one of Finn's girlfriends made out with Puck, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sing Sations podcast. My name is Olive, and this past week, we have been referred to as the McElroys of Glee content. Hi, I'm Eliza, and I have one question, and that is, if God hates the gays, why do we keep winning? Because it was confirmed that Diana Agron identifies as queer just this past couple weeks. Miss likes girls herself. Absolute icon. And honestly, such a great episode. Uh, this is our um, Christmas in, what is this, June? Christmas what is in- Pride Month if not Christmas for the gays? You're so right, Bestie. Just a quick little recap. Um, the main reminder because we uh, had to take a couple, a little break for a couple weeks. The main reminder is that Rachel and Finn broke up last episode because mm-hmm. she made out with Puck in an attempt to like get back at him for sleeping with Santana. Those when they things, weren't even together. When they weren't even together. And another thing to remember, Carl and Emma went to Vegas. They got married very quickly and it was kind of sprung on Will last episode. So that comes up in this intro. This yeah. intro makes me scream uh, because it very specifically says the line that something like Finn is upset because his girlfriends keep making out with Puck. Yeah. I mean, really, he needs to drop Puck as a friend, honestly. He truly does. We all need to. Just like, like, I would have unfriended him after he slept with Quinn first and foremost, but like having done this with two girlfriends now. <laughs> um, Emma walks into the teacher's lounge and is like, hey, Will, I think you've been avoiding me recently. Like, are we okay? And he's like, you know, I, you know, I'm just living my life. I'm trying to mind my own business for once, honestly. For once in his stupid, stupid life. He says here too, like, oh, he's just like kind of trying to take time for himself. And he mentions he's just going to be spending Christmas alone. And Emma's like, no, you can't spend Christmas alone. You need to come to my and Carl's Christmas Eve party. And I'm over here like, no, Will definitely should maybe take some time to just be alone right now. Because that was Also, like a- this is, um, you know what? As someone who repeatedly threatened physical violence last episode upon various members of the characters from the TV show Glee, I, I think Will Schuster should spend Christmas alone. I do want him to be unhappy. Well, and like a big thing in his and Emma's relationship was that like he clearly was not over his divorce. He needed to take more time for himself to like recuperate emotionally from that and shouldn't have like immediately jumped into a relationship. So I very much think he's justified in being like, no, I'm I'm going to be alone for Christmas and that's OK. And then they Coach Beast comes in with a jar of like names because the teachers are doing secret santa and will gets sue sylvester as his secret santa person next i i gotta say i really hate secret santas because i never know what to get anyone even people i like i like secret santas and white elephants it is a tricky game to play i feel like sue will knows sue well enough that it wouldn't be too hard i do imagine it would be hard for some of these other teachers that we've never talked to before I love a good white elephant. I do love a white elephant because you just got to find something that's really weird. Yeah, uh, just and find then there you fun. go. Um, we go into the next scene. That is Brittany and Artie 
Um, they're just talking about uh, what they want for Christmas. And Artie's like, oh yeah, I've asked my parents to stop trying to friend request me on Facebook. Back when Facebook was the cool social media the kids were using. I, fun Eliza lore. I was 16 when I first got a Facebook. Mm-hmm. And my parents' stipulation when I got a Facebook is that I had to have them friended. And that yeah. was the only stipulation. Um, and Brittany asks Artie what he's going to ask Santa for. And at first, Artie is like, oh, haha, Santa. And Brittany's like, no, it's getting really close to Christmas. Like, you, you need to send your letter as soon as possible because it might not arrive in time. He needs to know what you're asking him for. And Artie's like, hold on. You believe Brittany in Santa? Brittany still believes in Santa. Brittany still believes in Santa. How um, old were you when you uh, got when you figured it out? I want to say I was like nine or ten. I feel like we've talked about this before. I don't know if I ever fully, fully believed in Santa. It was always sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing that my family did, where like my parents would write from Santa on the gifts, but it would be like, oh, this one's from Santa. That said, we also weren't one of the Christian families that was like against Santa because I also knew plenty yeah. of those. Oh, yeah, there were plenty. So I was raised Catholic. So Santa is like St. Nicholas. So like there was never I don't think I ever ran into anyone who was anti-Santa. Yeah, now that I think about it. Anyway, so basically Artie explains to the whole Glee Club like, yeah, Brittany still believes in Santa. Yeah. There is a little song here as we enter the um, the Glee Club room. They sing the most wonderful day of the year. And it's from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's cute. It's fine. They're decorating a little Christmas tree in the Glee Club room. You Not know, to sound like a Grinch, but I I don't like like 90% of Christmas songs. Like it's it's fine. It's a good introduction song to the episode. There are better songs in this episode. I barely want to hear Christmas music around Christmas. Hearing it in June just threw me off my whole game. Yeah, I like Christmas music a lot, but I also, my parents only really like religious Christmas music, which is fine. A lot of religious Christmas music is a bop, but um, this ain't it. And Will comes in near the end and he's asking like, what are you doing? Uh, And basically they're explaining, you know, like, is this when they say, this is when they say that this tree is the mascot of the Glee Club, right? Yeah, and I think they say they stole it from, like, a mall display. Puck says he stole the presents from the mall display, but don't worry, they're empty, which, you know, makes the theft okay. Yeah, of course. And yeah, the tree is, like, a mascot for Glee Club. Uh, We won sectionals two years in a row, but according to the school, we still suck. Um, And so, like, this crappy little tree is just like us gonna say something and maybe this just shows that like you know I was considered lame in high school but like okay everyone in school thinks that you suck and I understand like you know you're spending five days a week here and it can make your life terrible but at the same time like who cares I mean yeah in the grand scheme of things high school does not matter however you know you experience enough bullying in high school it can scar you mentally fair enough I will give you I will give you that one (laughs) and Will gives the whole Glee Club a little speech about like oh Christmas isn't just about presents um and you know like we don't need the tree because Christmas this Christmas we're going to be helping out homeless children uh by caroling around the classrooms 
So they're going to go to each classroom during educational time and basically like asking students for money. First of all, like, first of all, you're interrupting class, which I, that would hate, make me hate the Glee Club more. Like if I'm in math, I want to get math over with. I don't, maybe this is the ADHD, but like if I'm in the middle of doing a task and you come in and interrupt that task, I am incensed. I am furious. Also, if I was the teacher in that class and you just came I, in and Oh my God, I can't imagine. My lesson? Yeah, absolutely not. Also, so like that's problem one. Problem two, realistically, how much cash do these high schoolers have on them? Absolutely none. I never carry cash on me now, let alone in high school. From my understanding of public schools, like if you have cash on you, it's to like buy yourself lunch. Yeah, exactly. You're using it for a specific purpose that day. Um, We go immediately into them caroling in a classroom. They're doing We Need a Little Christmas. Uh, which I guess is from MAME, according to the Glee Wikia. However, I just thought it was a normal Christmas carol. Um, And guess what? All of the students in the classroom start heckling them and say, we hate you, get out of here. And then a teacher throws a shoe at them. The the teacher throwing the shoe is what makes this scene for me because the rest of it is realistic. I I would have booed them also. Again, not to say, I'm going to sound like a Grinch, but like, in my experience, caroling, like, isn't even fun. I think there's a time and place for it, and the time and place for it is around Christmas at people's houses, maybe at a church, not during the school day. Also, fun fact for any Gallivant or community fans out there, this scene includes Luke Youngblood as one of the students heckling them, who played Sid on Gallivant, and um oh my god I didn't recognize I I knew he looked familiar but I couldn't oh my god that yeah he was also magnitude on community for all you fans out there blew my entire mind isn't that funny he's had a bunch of little bit tv roles before I love now I'm just missing Gallivant and wishing I was talking about Gallivant instead of Glee Gallivant's a great show anyway that's our next podcast is talking about Gallivant (laughs) yep we're starting to advertise it right now um, so we're back in the Glee Club and they're decorating the Christmas tree more, question mark. Um, I, I don't understand the logic, but they're like quick we need characters to have props and be doing something in this scene. And Finn is trying to like help everyone's spirits because they were like, okay, that caroling thing was a bust. I think this is actually when Artie tells them that Brittany still believes in Santa Claus. A lot of this episode blurs together for me. Yeah, that's And I think especially because in both of those scenes, they're decorating a Christmas tree. My brain went, same scene. Yeah, it is essentially the same scene. It was probably filmed on the same day. So yeah, everyone finds out Brittany still believes in Santa Claus. Artie is like, okay, we're gonna just go with it. We need to make this like a fun thing for her. We want to keep the magic going because, you know, it's so disappointing to find out that Santa Claus isn't real. So how can we break her heart? Um, We get a little note in this scene that like Rachel is missing Finn and she asks him to meet her at the auditorium later, but I don't think we go into that scene next. Oh, aha. Speaking of Santa, now we go to, I guess the mall. Yeah. The mall and all of the Glee club kids are there to support Brittany going to talk to Santa Claus. 
just a As fun someone little... who never went to a mall Santa, I don't understand the appeal, but. My family only went to get pictures for Christmas cards. We didn't go like to tell Santa our list or anything for fun. Um, probably for good reason, because no disrespect to like the dudes who do mall Santa jobs like as a career, but it is a little weird. Yeah. So everyone in the Glee Club, like as a way of supporting Brittany, gets on Santa's lap and like tells them what they want. Oh God, I didn't write any of it down. I feel like some of it's funny. I think you just Quinn made asks, them Santa Claus. Did I just say them Santa Claus? Santa Claus, you the did. non-binary icon. Non-binary icon. Um, I think Quinn asks for um like something for stretch marks. Someone asks for Channing Tatum to stop being in movies. <laughs> I can't remember who though. I can think of so many other actors I would have said before Channing Tatum. I have only seen Channing Tatum in She's the Man, and I love him in it. So I'm I consider myself a Channing Tatum fan, even though that's the only thing I've seen him in. That's fair, I think. Um, so Brittany gets on Santa's lap, and oh, a note about this scene: the Santa is a black man, and she sits down, and she's like, "Wow, Santa, you really got a tan this year." Sigh. I. I feel like we don't give Heather Morris enough credit for being able to deliver any of these lines without giggling. Oh, absolutely. She does an amazing job. Um, and so the so she sits down on his lap and she's like, okay, Santa, you see my boyfriend over there in the wheelchair. For Christmas, I want him to have the ability to walk. This whole, I, again, we're doing... Oof. We're doing another Isn't It So Sad that Artie's in a wheelchair episode. And I well, I don't have words for how much I hate that shit. Yeah, I really don't have words. It's also something that, like, obviously, you know, Artie wants to keep the magic alive and, like, not tell Brittany that Santa can't make this wish happen. But it also seems like a problem so easily solved if Artie just told Brittany, like, no, I don't want Santa's help with that. Can you ask for something different? Yeah. But obviously this ends up being like the big crux of the episode because it's like we need Artie to regain the ability to walk by Christmas. Which as noted, I just hate so much. Yeah. So Rachel ends up decorating the auditorium for Finn in the next scene with like Christmas trees everywhere. Where did she get all these decorations? It's not Who knows? explained. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and she says also, like- Also, oh, again, oh. again, Rachel is Jewish. Yeah, she does mention it in this scene. She says, like, oh, I'm Jewish, so I don't really give Christmas presents, but I know the holiday is important to you. So... um, Fair enough. She sings Merry Christmas, Darling by the Carpenters. I did not know this song before this episode. It's, you know, it's an apology song. It's very mundane. I'm over it already, frankly. Yep. Like, not to really rag on most of these songs, but, like, I have never gone out of my way to listen to the Glee cover of a Christmas song unless it's Baby It's Cold Outside. I was about to say, with one glaring exception. Yeah. This song is just another, oh, look, it's Rachel Berry. A Rachel Berry solo, because we need one of those. We didn't get one last episode. We need one of these now. Well, and Finn obviously turns down her apology too, because he's like, no, you still really, really hurt me. And this isn't going to be solved with just like, "Mm, I got you a Christmas present. Yeah, it's not it's not that simple, babe. 
we go into the next scene. Will is writing down ideas for Christmas presents for Sue. And he writes dog robot and a soul. <laughs> dog robot is so funny. Lo- for, like, I would love a dog robot. Would love a dog robot. I'd love a dog robot. I don't think anything else happens there. I guess that's just an interlude. Um, now we get into the aforementioned baby it's cold outside, which is set up via God. Blaine unprompted bringing a boombox into I guess it's the Warbler's rehearsal room, but it's only Kurt hanging out in there. He's studying for some kind of test. And they start talking about, I forget what they start talking about. The important thing is that Blaine has been hired to sing at some Christmas thing. He's supposed to sing a duet with a girl of Baby It's Cold Outside. And he was wondering if Kurt would like to practice with him. He has already brought an arrangement that like, this is an arrangement for two for like a baritone and a high tenor this is not an arrangement for like a a baritone and a soprano yeah it is not written in the normal male female key it is clearly written in a key that works for two male voices which means either he had like a separate arrangement made that doesn't even work with the girl that he's going to be singing with or he's lying about all of this and he just wanted to sing a cute duet with kurt which both of those answers are funny both of those answers i I think they are equally likely and equally funny yeah i also like how you basically went i don't even care what the setup to this scene is the important thing is the baby it's cold outside the important thing is the baby it's cold outside like whom's among us whilst out and about on christmas and hearing baby it's cold outside nine times out of ten it is the glee version oh it's a beautiful cover too it's I mean, not oh, to be gorgeous. super biased, but like they just do such a good job with it. And we already know that Kurt and Blaine have great chemistry, but this is, I believe, their first duet. Yeah. I think this is their first duet, but importantly, it's the first Christmas duet, which will become a, a theme throughout the rest of the series. Yes. Much indeed. to my personal delight. It um, also like, does it move the plot forward at all? No. No. Is it cute? Yes. Yes. Um, and so they're they're doing it. They're doing a little a little flirty dance. They end up they finish the song sitting down on the couch side by side, like leaning into each other. It's very cute. And then Blaine says something that is so is so unnecessary, which is you sound way better than that girl's ever going to. Blaine, we get it. You're gay. Pipe down fruit by the foot. Um, also just to completely interrupt their moment then will comes in because no it's actually kind of funny because blaine lays like you're way better than that girl's ever going to be stands up leaves and who walks in but mr shoe yeah because of course he's just allowed to walk into this school that may i remind you is like an hour away from mckinley yep (laughs) and he kind of like gets a little update on how kurt is doing asks about like how things are going with Blaine Kurt's like well you know I like him but we're just friends and it just feels good to know other gay people and Will asks Kurt to help out with his Christmas shopping for Sue and Kurt's like oh I have the perfect idea end of scene but then we find out that as Will is like walking down the hallway with his present for Sue he meets with Emma And Emma says, oh, my secret Santa is also Sue. And then they meet up with with Coach Beast. And he says, oh, my secret Santa was Sue. 
to game the system, which is something she has a line later on. That's like, I hate Christmas, but I love presents. So true. Sue Sylvester. So true. Basically she's ended up with like a bunch of other presents because I guess none of the other teachers noticed that they all had matching, matching people. They confront her about it. Yeah. They, well, they're confronting her about it in their, in her office and like is there a point to this plot not really no but the important thing about this scene is they say like sue we're not gonna let you steal christmas and they i guess do they take their gifts back or they try to like throw the gifts away or something i think they take them back at this point yeah and this is when so because the glee club like singing carols and raising money for homeless kids obviously was a bust this is when will is like oh we'll sell all of these gifts that sue you know basically tricked everyone into getting her we will sell the gifts and use that money to give to the homeless kids um and this is when they're like well sue you're just being a real grinch there is a little interlude scene though Coach Beast is meeting with the Glee Club boys in the, like, football, in the locker room, (laughs) sports terms. And they are like, so, Coach Beast, because you have the body type for it, we would like you to dress up as Santa and go to Brittany's house and tell her that you can't make Artie walk so convoluted when all Artie needed to do was talk to Brittany about it also like it's the fat phobia for me imagine being the teacher in this situation and having your students ask you this this is so weird I hate everything about it anyway then we get into the part of the episode that just proves that Jane Lynch was not paid enough I don't care how much they were paying her it wasn't enough because like I'm in physical pain having to describe this yeah Uh, she full on dresses up like the Grinch, not like full Jim Carrey makeup, but she is completely painted green. She smears green all over her face. Makes Becky dress up same- as mask Max the dog too. Everything about it is bad. I think it's camp. It's so camp. I know this. I know. I know you think everything is camp. I don't think everything is camp. I think this is camp and I'm right about it. I would heartily disagree, but okay. You don't think this is camp? This is the funniest thing. This episode. I think that this is awful. Yes, and? It can be both. We can agree to disagree. I just hope that, if nothing else, she had fun performing oh, it. I'm sure. Jane Lynch is a comedian. But my question is, who is singing this? Oh, it's Will and Katie Lang. Canonically, Katie Lang singing this. I don't know who Katie Lang is, I think. Oh, uh, well, Constant Craving? No idea. Okay. She's a famous lesbian singer. Oh, well, then I guess that makes this scene better. Well, but so Sue dresses up like the Grinch, uh, go, is in the school after hours and is like stealing all of the presents that were and stolen from her back. Absolutely from the- wrecking the Christmas tree. Yeah, she takes everything away from the Christmas tree. The cover of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch is actually pretty good. It's just not happening diegetically or it's 
it's non-diegetic. So like a real person is not singing it on the show. It's also just-, just the phrase, you're a mean one, Sue the Grinch. I love it. This is so iconic. Um, she's also just pulling full Grinch moves. She's like playing golf with the glass ornaments and cracking them. She's breaking candy canes all over the place. She takes down all the stockings because apparently there are stockings in this glee club room. She sprays the piano with like spray paint. So it's all black. Um, and then shreds all of the glee club's music. Super great. And then of course, who should show up? But Brittany dressed as little Cindy Lou Who. I, uh, and Brittany. Oh, I hate it. As a retail worker, I do relate to Brittany's face blindness because she walks in and is like, oh, who are you? As if she does not look Sue Sylvester dead in the eyes every single day. And then Sue pulling a Grinch move goes like, oh, well, Brittany, there was a light out on this tree. So I just have to, uh, I've got to take it and get it fixed. And then fun surprise the next day, the whole Glee Club walks into the room and it's like, oh, everything's been trashed and all of our Christmas decorations are stolen. And Brittany's like, don't worry, guys, Santa's going to bring him back. And they're like, Brittany, shut the fuck up about Santa. Honestly, if I, if it were me, I would be pissed off too. Oh, absolutely. This is, you know, effectively vandalism of school property. No, I mean, I would be pissed off at Brittany. I would just be like, can oh. you shut up? Yeah. For like a few minutes. They also do not explain why Brittany was in the school that late. Like, it's the middle of the night when who even knows does everything. <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, again, like not to harp on this too much, but it kind of seems like the entire plot crux of this episode could easily be solved if Artie just had a conversation with his girlfriend. <laughs> Are we, do we only exist to suffer is my question. Yes. Oh, that's going to be a great title. <laughs> and then of course, as leaders of the Glee Club, Rachel pulls Finn aside and is like, hey, we've got to do something to like get everyone to really band together. So we should go buy a Christmas tree. Okay. They go to buy a Christmas tree. And Rachel's like, oh my God, this is so sweet. We're finally hanging out together. It's so cold out. We're finally- If I were Finn, I would have full on left. I would have straight up bailed. Oh, Finn is super uncomfortable. Rachel is treating this like they are on a date. And she's talking about like cuddling with him. And she's so happy to be hanging out with him. And Finn looks so uncomfortable. As he should. As he should. And then they sing, or I don't remember if he says it before or after the song. But obviously he's like, Rachel, this is a huge overstep. I am so upset with this situation. I cannot be around you right now. And they sing Last Christmas by Wham, which is also an excellent cover. I love Last Christmas. I disagree. I oh, you I, don't like it? I like the song. I just, this cover is like, it just leaves something to be desired. You know what? Maybe I'm biased because I I'm love so- I'm sorry. I'm looking out my window and I saw an Amazon delivery guy literally just throw a package at someone's front door and take a picture of it. Mood. God throwing me at the world every day. (laughs) Anyway, I think I might be a little bit biased is the thing now that I think about it, because last Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I will tell you that in my like Christmas song playlist, I have like four different versions of it because I just like it. I think you're just biased, my friend. Yeah. 
but I, I i would still argue this is a good cover i mean it's a rachel and finn duet it's not gonna be I bad think it's, in my i would classify this performance as definitionally fine it's certainly better than rachel's other solo the uh, merry christmas darling anything would be so yeah um finn goes i am officially breaking up with you we're not doing this anymore we're not going to do this back and forth we're over again as he should like he was just so right for this one yeah points Um, were made and then they do a little bit here where they're pulling like a gift of the magi and everyone's like giving up their most valuable item because they need to raise money for these homeless children just the girls cutting their hair and the guys like a watch is brought up because that's the stuff from gift of the magi fun fact my family well okay i don't know if this is really like a family tradition thing but the years that my grandfather lived with us he made us listen to him read gift of the magi every year because i guess it's like his favorite story or something and so now i'm kind of sick of that shit no i i agree not to be i like to think i'm pretty good at literary analysis but what even is the point of gift of the magi just that the couple like gives up something they love for each other but also it's pointless by the end no here's i actually i quite like the sentiment behind gift of the magi but specifically because of the uh mickey's twice upon a christmas version of it it's really about like not to get like hashtag too deep on our podcast about tv show glee um but i really like it because it's very much like the i would give up like my the thing that's most important to me to make the person that i love most happy and it this example of like they're very well matched because they both did the same thing and in the end like you said like it doesn't matter because he gets a chain for her watch and she no longer has the watch but yeah, um, i i guess i get it maybe i just like <laughs> i just have such negative memories of my grandfather and such boredom with it now that i'm like yeah whatever the little grinch in my heart is like yeah i don't like it fair enough fair enough my whole thing with this too is they're like oh we have to do xyz to raise money for these homeless children and i'm like no one is making you raise money for these children literally no one is making you like you could just be like kind of sucks that we can't do this anymore anyway moving on yeah too bad we can't give money to charity this season but you know we're a glee club we don't have that much money to go around in the first place so oh well will comes in and gives everyone just this like rousing speech about how like oh christmas isn't about the money it's about like spending time with your friends and family and we don't want christmas to become an obligation it's classic like will is getting the team together inspirational speech kind of thing it's every christmas movie you've ever seen yeah it is what it is they do decide to sing for the teachers again but i don't think they do it yet before we get to that we get a little it's the scene of beast in britney's house how did he get in britney's house not important moving on it's also not christmas yet question mark so like why would santa be coming now i don't know um i just like did beast talk to britney's parents i I yeah I, th- I think the implication is that Beast just, like, asked to come in. 
Brittany, you know, sits down with Beast on the couch and he's like, look, Brittany, it's really sweet that you want your boyfriend to be able to walk, but there are just some things that Santa isn't able to do. So is there anything else you want? And Brittany's like, what do you mean there are things you can't do? Like, are you not magic? Are you not real? Like, this is, she starts to get like very upset to imagine like there are some things that Santa isn't able to do. Again, and, I feel like maybe Artie should have had this conversation with her. Well, and like also, he didn't have to reveal that Santa wasn't real if that's the big thing stopping him. He could have very easily said like, no, I don't want you to ask for that for me. Yeah. And Beast tells Brittany this very sad story um, about... Uh, I'm going to refer to this as a little girl because that's what Beast... The language that Beast uses in the Mm -hmm. story about a little girl who just wishes every day that she looked like all of the other little girls. She was a little huskier. So um, she just wished every single day that she could look like the other girls. And even though she asked Santa for it, he just never gave it to her, but it's okay because she grew up and she started to really value the things that make her different. This is another scene where it's like, do love trans representation in the later seasons, but it really just feels kind of tossed in there with everything that we've set up with Beast so far. Yeah, Beast's relationship with femininity is, I think, one of the most interesting adult plot lines we get on the show. And so, I mean, we can get more into the discussion of Beast as a trans character later on, but yeah, I think this is a very touching story. One would think that Brittany would get the message, but yeah, of course she doesn't. But Brittany doesn't because it's Brittany. Yeah. Uh, and she goes off very upset. Tragedy. Yeah. And then that one, she comes to school the next day and she's just like completely depressed. She's taking all of the Christmas decorations out of her locker. She's like, I don't believe in anything anymore. It's so unfair that you're not able to walk. And Artie's like, hey, I'm fine. You know, if anything, I think this would be a really good opportunity for Artie to have a nice moment where he's like, hey, I'm, you know, maybe not super happy being disabled because there are emotional issues that come with like recognizing a disability, Mm -hmm. but I don't need you to ask Santa to fix things about me. It just feels awkward. Yeah. Like this is so unnecessary. The Britney believing in Santa thing is kind of funny, but then when you make it about the disability, it's just like, oof, no. We go, as they're like wrapping up their conversation in the hallway, Will ushers them into the teacher's lounge where the whole Glee Club is going to sing uh, Welcome Christmas from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It is the uh, Dahu Dore's song, if anyone else is like- I don't like this song. That's my other take. I don't like this song. I love this song but i also love how the grinch stole christmas i watch the cartoon all uh every every year that's fair i think that similarly to you with gift the magi how the grinch stole christmas is something that my family watches every year and it gets to a point where like we're just so fed up like for some for whatever reason it's like we always have to watch it on christmas eve and we all get to a point where it's like we have done so many things leading up to christmas eve and on christmas eve that it's like sitting down to watch this half hour special that I have now seen like 
23 times and have basically memorized it's more frustrating than anything else and like i understand like what the the capital t capital p the point is and i'm just like i'm not against how the grinch stole christmas i just the song is also just like i just don't like the song so really both of us have let our biases sway some of our opinions on these songs is what i'm hearing yeah definitely definitely one might say that christmas stirs up semi-strong emotions sometimes crazy Uh, interesting fascinating what a thought and um as they are singing all the teachers start to bring up money so great we were able to still raise money and everything that's lovely and i believe that this is when sue kind of has like a change of heart i don't think she brings the christmas presents back yet but she's watching this performance and she's like she's having her grinch moment where she's like wait how can they still believe in Christmas after I tried to ruin everything? It's, it's so like, cliche. And I, I mean, they're doing the Grinch. That's what they're doing. They're doing the Grinch. It's that doesn't make it not cliche, but anyway, it's, she gives all the gifts back. Yay. Christmas. This is a, this character development will instantly leave next episode. Yeah. We'll completely forget that this ever happened. Go like, so all of the Glee club kids leave the, um, leave the teacher's lounge they're heading back to the glee club room they walk in and they see Artie in these kind of like leg splint type things it's a re it's called a rewalk yeah and it is this technology that um helps people with either like leg paralysis or other disabilities to move their legs they actually are a real thing do you want to guess how much one costs over nine thousand dollars definitely over nine thousand dollars would you like a second guess because it's much over that uh fifty thousand dollars they are between seventy thousand dollars and eighty five thousand that is atrocious i hate that so much which i mean first of all healthcare needs to be more accessible but second of all they canonically say that because coach beast also wanted britney to like be able to believe in santa Coach Beast bought this with his own money. How do you just have like $70,000 lying around as a high school football coach? How? This is so insane. Also, also, this will leave next episode. We will never see this used ever again. It's just brought up this episode. Ha ha, Artie can walk now. He can't use it. All- they say, oh, he can't use it all the time, but it'll like be helpful for his leg muscles or something like that. And, and then we never see it again. Never again. I. Oh, you know what? I think they, it might not be in this episode. It, I think it is in a later Christmas episode. They do say that his rewalk broke, which means that. I Coach feel like Beach, there should be like a warranty on that or something. Yeah. If it just broke, that means Coach Beast just wasted $70,000. That sentence makes me feel physical pain. So Will walks home and he sees that in his apartment all of this christmas decoration stuff is set up and sue is there and he's like how did you get into my house and she's like i made a key years ago yeah which is also funny because that implies that she made a key like even before they were mortal enemies in the glee club which is sue is 
one of the most fascinating and dynamic characters ever written for television. And I'm not kidding. Oh, neither am I. Absolutely. You're just right about that. They have a little moment where, like, Sue um, brings him a present. It is a pair of clippers because she's like, get a better haircut. As always. Yeah, of course. Because anything she does that's nice has to come along with ample roasting of Will Schuster, as it should. As it should. Yeah. And then all of the Glee Club comes in and they help to decorate his house. And uh, Finn and Rachel have a little moment, maybe that they're like tolerating each other slightly better now. So I guess that's fine. Kind of seems like she does not deserve it still, but okay. Again, this character development will be gone next episode. Yeah. And speaking of next episode, that's the end of this one, is yeah. all of the Glee Club setting up Christmas in Will's house, which, I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that I didn't go to normal school. It still feels weird that they are just in a teacher's house. Yeah. But... Sigh. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, do you, I feel like your favorite song this episode is obviously Baby It's Cold I'll give Outside. you two great... Yeah, I was gonna say, I'll give you one guess and you got it. It's Baby It's Cold Outside, obviously. There was no other option. Just for the sake of being different, I'm going to say my favorite is Last Christmas. Baby, It's Cold Outside is obviously the best, though. Worst cover this episode, I'm going to say is Sue Merry Christmas, darling. Oh, oh I forgot like- about that one. Yeah, that's fair. I-, I would agree with that, actually. I think You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch is a good cover, like, on its own. Like, the plot Again, I can't get past the fact that it says Sue the Grinch. Like, you can't play it out of context. You absolutely cannot. It's it's unforgivable. They were like, we're going to hire an outside singer. We're going to hire someone else the to come in. The famous singer, K.D. Lang. And sing this song that no one on earth will be able to play outside of the context of listening to Glee Christmas covers. <laughs> And that is infuriating to me. Uh, Will has not done anything illegal this episode. In fact, he was raising money for charity. So I guess good on him. Kind of not good on him to like be pressuring his students into helping. But like, eh, okay. Not the worst thing he'll ever do. And then next episode, we go into the Sue Sylvester Shuffle. Which Which is is one of the most watched uh, premieres of all time. Yep. It uh, aired. Well, I guess we'll get into it, but it's a more football centric episode, basically. And I'll just leave it at that. So now it is time for our final segment. And here's what you didn't miss on Glee, where we go through our Spotify's and we will tell you, we'll pick a song that Glee did not do, but we will tell you how they would have done it. I feel like since we've both mentioned having Christmas playlists, we do specifically our Christmas playlist. Okay, sure. I have one, and it is Christmases When You Were Mine by Taylor Swift. Ooh. I know this shouldn't be a lonely time, but there were Christmases when you were mine. I think a lot of Taylor Swift songs would fit with Quinn, Brittany, or Santana. I agree. I don't know if I have strong feelings on any one of them, but I think that's because most of the Glee Christmas episodes have such weak plot lines that, like, does it matter which one of them sang it? Exactly. 
I would have liked to have seen it as like a season four, season five Clane song, but that's because I always want to see Clane. Yeah, I definitely like I'm never going to complain about a Clane duet. That's for sure. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Wow. Um, that's my favorite that... Christmas song. Really? Yeah, specifically the Peter Hollins version of it. I like that's most fair. versions of it, but... Mine, um, my favorite Christmas song is probably Oh Holy Night, but only if people aren't belting the high note. Um, truth. Or that's why I like the Peter Hollins version of Mary Did You Know, because it's very, like, subtle and, like, revering, I guess. I, I like the arrangement. Um, so they would, more- honestly, I'm gonna be honest, they would probably give this to Rachel. Which is ridiculous because it's a Christian song. No, here's here's my thought process here. McKinley High is putting on a Christmas pageant. Or, like, some... A Christmas pageant is happening. How right. it's happening, who knows? But as soon as Rachel finds out that there's, like, a show, because she only sees it in, like, the perspective of a show, not because she's Jewish, but because she's Rachel Perry and she's insufferable, uh, and she tries out for this show having no... I feel like she has, like, a basic knowledge of the christmas story because of we live in a hyper christianized society but i feel like she probably gets offended if she doesn't get mary and she has to sing this song instead as one of the angels yeah i want to say you're totally right they're doing a christmas pageant mercedes and rachel are competing for the role mercedes ends up getting mary and she gets to sing some lovely christian song for her church and then rachel does mary did you know i would say it would be more like her audition for the christmas pageant but you're right. And also, like, speaking of liking the Peter Hollins version because it's very soft and revering, the Rachel Berry version would be overbelted and super dramatic. Yeah. Thank you for mind melding with me on this. <laughs> we are so smart. Comedic duo of the century, honestly. We are so smart, she says on our Glee podcast. Listen, I, we may be. The loudest bitches at the lame table. We may be the McElroys of Glee contest. But that doesn't mean we can't be smart. (laughs) So we will see everyone next episode with the Sue Sylvester Shuffle. We will get more banger songs and we get more Kurt Hummel content. And that's what we're all here for. Hell yeah. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram at SensationsPod. That is S-I-N-G-S-A-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D. You can rate us on... Rate our podcast, not us as people. That's not a thing yet. You can rate our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on now, in theory. I really only know how Apple and Spotify work. Bye! Bye!